Welcome to the Digital Report Podcast, where you discover how to connect, influence, and inspire in the digital age. Think of um, YouTube like a library. You know, you go to the library to learn something, to do a deep dive, study something, and you, you want to come away with that, you know, that knowledge base and, and that value. Um, you go to Facebook, treat Facebook like a bar. You go there, casual browsing, you're looking, you're searching, just like you would maybe a bar or, or a restaurant. You're gonna go there with friends, you're in a casual environment. You're not really thinking about business, but you're in that casual environment. And think of Google like PPC, like a supermarket. You know, you don't really chill in a supermarket, but you go to a supermarket with a very specific intention. You've got intent, I need to buy something. You know exactly what you wanna buy. You wanna to go to the supermarket and buy it. Welcome everybody to Digital Report Podcast. I'm Jitinder Palaha, and on today's episode, we have Rashpal Singh of Box Media. Welcome, Rashpal. Thank you, Jitinder. Thanks for having me here on your podcast. Fantastic, man. I'm super excited to chat to you. I mean, I love talking to experts in industry around a particular topic, and your expertise is around video. And uh, you've been in video for a very long time. I've seen your content. Uh, it's fantastic, right? So I thought it'd be really cool if we can pick your brains and have conversations around how you're using video to connect with your audience and any kind of insights you can give to the viewers and listeners on how they can utilize video to actually connect better with the audience as well. So on that note, right, let's first question on that is like, how long have you been doing video you know, content for? Fantastic. Well, firstly, uh, I'm honored um, to to uh, be on the podcast. That's very kind of you to, to give me such a great intro. Um, uh, and getting straight into the answer, we've been I've been in this video space since I was be, since I uh, since I was born. I've I've been around video. Dad had a, um, a video business, and I've been born into that. He was doing a mixture of corporates and weddings, and and that taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about confidence how to connect with people before the technicalities of video and i think that's a an absolute um uh, key aspect with the world of communications marketing and then you know depending on which direction you go you might go audio radio seo or a different kind of channel but it's definitely been invaluable for my uh, initial video uh, knowledge base and, and learning that's that's fantastic i mean this is one of the things because like you're saying you've been in video since you know, because your parents were in it, you, you know, your dad was doing these things that you followed through, you listened, you learned to <coughs> learn to trade. So you got years and years of experience. And that's what makes these conversations valuable because it's not like someone who's just done it in a year. This is someone who's been around for a very long time, right? So um without giving my age away, absolutely. We've been around <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> that, uh, age is just a number, right? It's the skills that you bring to the table, which is across you know age groups so in that kind of place it's, it's a good Absolutely. thing um so yeah so i mean let's let's get into it. i mean what um what kind of you know when you get a company approaches your person approaches you you know you're you're going to start creating videos for them like hey where do you start what are you doing like you know yeah. how's that process go great question and and um th thanks for that so <coughs> the starting point is always uh What's the problem that we're trying to solve? That's that's our initial starting point. Because if we're unclear about the problem, we can't build a strategy around fixing that problem. And we don't know what kind of video that we need to create that will help to um, take the minds 
and hearts forward from every perspective to fix that problem. So, so, so yeah, so the starting point is what's the problem? Once we understand the problem, then we can start to think about the second thing, the most important thing is the audience. Depending on who that audience is, who that demographic is, then we can start to think about the third thing is how do we package this video to make it to make sure that we connect with that audience. So, so um, then beyond that, we can drill down about, you know, um, how many touch points do we need? Is this communication going to be, um, you know, one piece of video, 10 pieces of video, 100 pieces of video, and, and you know, we'll, whatever we feel fit and we, we work together with our clients to work out, <coughs> will that produce the results that we're looking for on the other end? So a video on its own is just a bit of a blunt tool. And what we need to do is to understand um, the problem, our audience, and then when we start to craft the actual video, we need to understand context as well. Mm. So we know our audience, we need to think about where are they going to be consuming this content? Is it at home on TV? Is it in a cinema? Is it on social? If it's on social, you know, which channel, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, there's loads of channels. Uh, and, and or is it on the website as well? And each channel, each um, um, platform, each space, people are on there for different reasons. And we need to disrupt them, our audience, on whatever channel they're on, grab their attention using this content, using the medium of video. <coughs> and then, you know, once again, depending on where it is, um, educate them with regards to whatever the message is. And, and that might be just a bit of a teaser, a bit, a bit of a, uh, a thought piece of thought leadership to take them to the next stage. So nine times out of 10, it's never one piece of content. It's always a number of pieces of content, but that that's really um, aligned to how big is the problem. If it's a small problem, it's easier. If it's a bigger problem, it's a bit more complex. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, what you see shared, shared there about context and message is very important. And um, it's, it's similar to like when we do web work or anything online with funnels and stuff is people create whatever they put it out there, but there's no context to what they're trying to do. What is it? What message are they actually trying to get across? So how are they trying to resonate with our audience? Right. So Absolutely. let's talk a bit about that. Like what kind of things can people do in order to, you know, resonate with the audience? Yeah, it's a great thing. And, and what, what I try to explain or, or the analogy that really works for me, you know, years and years ago uh, to, to get that context right is think of um, YouTube like a library. You know, you go to the library to learn something, to sp do a deep dive, study something, and you, you want to come away with that, you know, that knowledge base and, and that value. Um, you go to Facebook treat Facebook like a bar, you go there casual browsing, you're looking, you're searching, just like you would maybe a bar or, or a restaurant, you're going to go there with friends, you're in a casual environment, you're not really thinking about business, but you're in that casual environment. And think of Google like PPC, like a supermarket, you know, you hmm. don't really chill in a supermarket, but you go to a supermarket with, with a very specific intention, you've got intent, I need to buy something, you know exactly what you want to buy. You want to go to the supermarket and buy it. <coughs> so with that in mind, with that backdrop in place, then you can start to think about, well, the intent of your audience uh, at these different places, at the supermarket, in the library, at a bar or restaurant, you know, they're going to be doing different things. So you can't just try to 
have one piece of content and shove it down all the different channels because people are going to engage and interact in different ways. You know, yourself as a, a as a digital expert, you'll know the PPC or the Google intent is very different to the intent that you get on Facebook or any of the other social channels. So all of that in mind, um, it helps us to think about, well, if someone's come down the PPC route, someone's done a search, they click a link, um, they get to a landing page, you know, we can be a lot more specific and direct with that message, getting straight to the pain point and the solution, because we know the intent is much closer to a buying decision or a sales qualified position compared to what we might say on the other channels will be a marketing qualified uh, position. <coughs> and, and TikTok's another channel, which is no different to Facebook. Um, the thing with YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and, and all the others that come under the realm, and, and, you, and, and so Google is a little bit different because the intent is much higher, is that people are looking for either education or entertainment. So you've got to think about if you need to grab your audience's attention, how can you use education or entertainment to grab grab their uh, attention and get them to watch a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And we normally say um, the first three seconds buys you the next 10. The next 10 buys you the next 10 after that. If you can't grab them in the first three seconds, there's no chance of actually getting them to the end of that piece, to the call, to the action, to the next step. <coughs> So what really frustrates me with a lot of uh, content that we see is we'll click on a video and the first 10 seconds is, is the brand, is the logo. And it's like 10 seconds feels like forever in the world we live in today. So, you know, in the first three seconds, you really want to get straight to the pain point. Or in that first 10 seconds, you want to communicate what is that punchline? What, what, what is somebody going to learn from watching this content? And then move into the body of, of the actual message. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, that thing you're sharing there about the the intention, right? That is, um, th that's the thing with the online world, right? It's almost like a binary thing because people are going on there for a certain purpose. Um, and when you were talking earlier on about what the intention are, you know, is it education they're looking for? Is it you know a buyer attempt? Uh, is it how to information? All that kind of stuff, which you you have to, like you said, look. You have to kind of jump into the mind of the prospect isn't it like what are they looking for and what are the hook points you're going to be able to create which you can use then to create these like almost like um attention grabbing kind of headlines or conversations um the the bits that grab them and grab their attention right absolutely i mean i've got a i've, I've got an ebook which i'm happy to share with you and in the viewers you can you can put it in your in your notes uh for anybody that wants to download it it's free of charge <coughs> and excuse me, in there, I talk about um, storytelling and the structure of storytelling. And we work around a framework of five C's and the five C's are cold, context, content, conclusion, and then call to action. So right up in that first 10 seconds, you know, you've hit, you, you've seen that as a video, it's grabbed your attention, but in that first section, that cold part, you want to get straight to that teaser straight to the value proposition on this is what I'm going to learn from this piece. Once mm -hmm. you get past that, you need to give context, you know, so for argument's sake, let's say there's a, um, there's a huge uh, pharmaceutical business, they're bringing some innovation around sustainability, um, and they need to educate their workforce about, uh, you know, new systems and processes that are getting implemented into the business. Well, to grab their attention, they need to start with that cold 
teaser, that um, hook that will actually, actually grab their attention that this is worth watching. Once they get past that into the context part, they need to give, you know, a step back. This is the context. This is the landscape. This is where we are. This is where we need to get to. So you get the, you, you grasp the bigger picture. Then you move into the content, which is the actual core message, what we're going to learn and the detail of uh, uh, um, the, the messaging. And then the conclusion, you know, basically a summary of what we've just covered. And then the most important thing, which often gets looked over, is the call to action. What do we need our audience to do next? Is it click here? Is it subscribe? Is it go to another website? Is it go to go to the website? It depends where that piece of content is. Is it on social? Is it on a website? Is it elsewhere? And what are the next steps? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's a similar process with like um, with, with web as well. Right? When you land on a website, what we say, what people don't realize is what is it? Who is it for? What do they get? And the social proof. Those kind of things on a website have to be like presented. And in the same way, you've given a framework there for video, uh, which is, I think is fantastic. There's some good, good insights there. And, and you're right, because most of the time when you create content, you put it out there. If it's going out on the social channels, it, there is that element of a cold market. So what's going to be utilized to hook that cold market? And then slowly, slowly, how are you warming them up? And the context is very important because it's like, it ask, ask the question, why? Like, yeah. w- why am I going to listen to your video? You know, it's um, so <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're so right in, in regards to that kind of um, format on that. And I think it's very important for people to, um, yeah, look look a lot deeper into what they're trying to achieve with the video. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, you, you say a really important word there, deeper. Because video on the surface, look, everyone's got a smartphone in their pocket. Everyone knows somebody who's got a decent camera, and <clears throat> and and for all the for all for, for many good reasons, there's a lot of production companies out there. Whether they're small or large, it's an appreciating space. It's an appreciating industry that's already growing, and there's going to be more demand for this kind of thing. And what we want to do is, well, firstly, we celebrate when any business starts to use video, and with every production company that's in the market as well we want to actually collaborate and support them we don't want to look at another production company or you're stepping on my territory you're stepping on my toes or vice versa it's such a big market and we've got the mindset there's enough business for everybody so Mm -hmm. so that's our starting point the biggest piece for us is and where we specialize in because video is is, um, such a wide space just like um, you know digital marketing such as such as uh, website building in other areas, we really hone in onto B two B marketing or communication, so to say. So we often say, um, using video, we fix business problems, and then business problems could be in uh, sales and marketing uh, on, on the new business business development side of things, <coughs> or they could be around the employee experience. You know how to attract. Uh, new employees, how to retain good employees and how to keep them well engaged. So you're getting the best out of your workforce. And in that whole area from sales and marketing right through to that employee experience piece, video can play such a huge role in so many areas, so many facets that um, uh, we, 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 we just want to kind of hone into understanding what the problem is. So then we can, uh, uh, from our library of work and our experience, start to kind of explain how video could play a role to you know fix that gap improve the performance and generate more results 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. It's um what 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 you're saying there in regards to like it's so important to know and understand, you know, what you're about, what you bring to the table. Because if you look at like with us guys, when we're working with businesses, one thing is that we have to figure out who the business we want to work with, right? But then you go further to that to when you help the business out, understand who they want to work with, right? And who their target audience is. So it's almost like there's like a double for us guys anyway in this in our, in our kind of work that we do right with yourself myself we there's like a double thing that we have to do because we have to jump into the client shoes and then help the client figure out who their clients are right <laughs> well it's, it's like a, it's a double layer of coaching isn't it we, we've got to coach our clients and we, we've got to be really clear on ourselves who are we serving first and then yeah. we can assist and we can guide our clients and how, how do they serve their customer and <clears throat> what, what i found is that's always played to our positive our strengths because I can then say to our customers, in the same way you found us and we've resonated and we've mm-hmm. connected and now I, I can illustrate our solutions. This is the way that we should pave this forwards for yourself and your customers and yours. And it just, it makes perfect sense. It's like lead by example, isn't it? It's, you know, you, you're walking the talk actually, like you're doing it yourself, <laughs> you're doing it for other people. And that I think that's very key because you know how it is on the internet, you can create anything, right? You can, you can create a video or a blog post that says, you know, here's X, Y, Z, how they made 20K in five minutes online and you could do the same, but they never explain like, hang on a minute, like what's behind this, like the, the, the depths you have to go into and all this strategy and structure work, which is the foundations of everything. Because if you don't get that bit right, you're never going to be able to do the other, other side of it. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. You've got to get the foundations in place. Exactly. And so, you know, you were sharing earlier on, you shared um, about, you know, resonance, like, your message resonating with people and and be and having an abundant kind of uh, approach because you're right like you know we we met online somehow we, we spoke about it on your podcast how we met online and then the other fascinating thing is like you're up north in leeds i'm based in london right and uh you know it's 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 we we're like we're talking to each other through video right we're building this rapport and communication so that funnily enough we haven't actually met in person right but when we do I'm sure this is going to add to that experience of it, right? But what I wanted to get to was that it's it's your message, the way you come across, your resonance, your connection with other people that actually gets the business for you at the end of the day as well, if anyone really, right? Um, because if people, sometimes people might get scared thinking, oh, if I share this information and knowledge, they might run away with it. But the reality is, is people do business with people. It's your connection for people connecting with you, isn't it? And that's what the idea is that when you do videos, you're trying to get yourself, your personality across. hundred percent. Right? So the, the, the landscape and, and you, you'll be testament to this, the landscape of the last 20 years has changed so much, you know, but back in the day, and, and once again, I, I speak from a B2B point of view. Um, we've done videos in other areas, B2C, private and other things, but over the last 15, 20 years, we've, we've really found our strengths are in this B2B space. And, and for us, what we've observed and what we've learned was, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, the the strength, the value was in the salesperson. You know, you needed something, you've got to contact a, a local supplier, you'll pick up the phone, you'll speak to them, you'll rely on them to transfer the knowledge from them to you. And then you might have two or three people like that, and then you assess between one versus the other, 
and then you make a buying decision. But it's kind of given to you on a plate. <coughs> Nowadays, and I don't know the exact stats, and you might you might know the stats, but all of that buying decision is already done online. And you're, the only time you're speaking to a salesperson now is when you're ready to buy. You're not asking them for any guidance or help. All you want them to do now is when you get in touch with them in this day and age is just do the transaction. Mm. So that means the landscape has moved in such a radical way that first research and development part of, should I invest in this? Should I look at this product or service? People are doing it online. So, you know, um, you Google something, you see something, you read something, you download a PDF, and, and that's all good. And, and for a lot of people, you know, they do prefer reading. There's absolutely a place, and there'll always be a place to have the written word and have the opportunity to download something, a PDF of some nature, so you can go away, leave it on your desk, leave it on your, your boss's desk or colleague's desk, and digest that. <coughs> but the gaps between... Um, uh, you getting onto Google and doing a search and going through social channels, getting to a website and digesting it to, to accelerate that process of, of passing education and the learning from whoever's selling a service to the potential buyer can be accelerated if you can actually deliver that same knowledge via video. Yeah. Because if, if a picture tells you a thousand words, what can a video tell you? Mm. You can get yeah. a full 360 of the product, of the service, what it looks like, what it feels like. And with the emotional effect that, you know, storytelling can create, it's just so much more powerful than just text on screen. So that's the biggest shift that we've seen, you know, over the years with regards to buying trends, you know, thinking once again about the audience, our customers first, the buying trends have radically changed. <coughs> so when we're talking now to businesses, and if it's around the sales and marketing point of view, how can you make yourself stand out from the rest of the crowd? So that leads into the point you, you, you were sharing is about lead with education, lead with knowledge. And that's what we do. If anybody wants to uh, uh, really uh, use video and leverage video, it's not a question about why. Everybody knows why. It's on every channel. It's everywhere. It's easy to digest. Everybody gets it. Now the question is how. How do we do this at scale? Not making one or two videos, but 100 videos over the next 12 months. People need to understand how can we do this strategically, consistently, sustainability, in a sustainable manner, and making sure that all content is um, on brand, is consistent, um, and it actually builds on business. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And and this is, this is the thing, isn't it? Because it's like... Um, if you if you're not if you're not creating that content which is needed that does guide people um and especially with video because as you said it's it's one of those things that you can use to automate your whole process as well so you can have like you said the story going on or you can have a presentation going on and these things which like repetitive tasks for example can be put into video format right and when somebody approaches you you can just say oh watch this that'll give you everything you need to know. And if you've nailed the presentation or the, the storytelling is answered all the questions and all the kind of objections they might have, then like you said, it just makes that bit easier. They just want to talk to someone. There's someone actually on the other side who's going to be able to help and support me through this, right? hundred percent. So, you know, the businesses that we really um, uh, get excited with working are mature businesses mature because you know they've they've been around for a while and they've, they've got money which always helps 
but they want they want to be a bit radical they want to think out of the box and that gives us an opportunity to first spend a lot of time with the sales team and the business owners <coughs> to say out of the hundreds of conversations you've had today from all the feedback um, that you might have caught on online in different channels where are and what are the pain points once we understand what the pain points are, we can start to build a narrative around the pain points and package that in a video or a number of videos. And then what, what tends to happen with that content is you've got clear, consistent communication going across to your customers and prospects, but also to in your, your internal teams. So you, you've got a new start. They don't have to learn it with a long slog. They can watch the same content prospects are watching. They can see, and, and <coughs> You can see the same content that your colleagues are watching and they can quickly learn the narrative, the, 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 the details of why is it one over the other and why don't we do this because of X, Y and Z. And it improves and speeds up the whole learning process. Hmm. So clear, consistent communication, wherever you need to say the same thing again and again, video plays a perfect role there. Um, the other point that you touched on, which um, my mind's gone blank for a second. You, you, oh, yeah, you talked about automation. So <clears throat> for us, personalization and automation play a huge role in, in some of the campaigns that we deliver. So out of everything we do, we get involved with a lot of uh, social media. We get a lot involved with a lot of cold email outreach. We get uh, involved with a lot of internal communications. And it doesn't matter in which area you might be wanting to use video. Um, what There isn't anybody on this earth that wants to feel like is he talking to me or is he just talking to anyone random? Everybody wants to feel like they're speaking specifically to me. I'm speaking specifically to you. And then you feel that, you know, I value this conversation and vice versa. So <coughs> the reason I say that the importance of personalization, the, the, the importance of automation has been abused over the time because suddenly you get loads of, you know, blanket emails, cold emails, communication, which just feels like, I'm just another number or this wasn't meant for me, you know, just like junk mail. And, and what we want to do, what we do in all our campaigns is we hyper personalize and we hyper, uh, um, we, we really focus on automation. So all our cold email campaigns that we do send out beyond the names and the company names, which is kind of a given, what we want to do is in the first line of a cold email sequence, we want to put an icebreaker in. How do I know you? What is that? third party piece of information that will actually glue that you and me together because we've got some mutual interest as a bit of an icebreaker and then move into an opportunity to say, um, you know, click here to watch a video and on the click here thumbnail, we can personalize that image as well. So as opposed to having just a generic image, we can have it with your name in the image or something specific in the image. And that gives a, 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 a great level of personalization that the recipient thinks, wow, this person has gone out of the way. This isn't this isn't an email that could have been sent to, never mind a hundred other people or a thousand other people. It couldn't have even been sent to one other person because the icebreaker resonates with me and only me. Mm -hmm. And that personalized image is my name. And yeah, there might be a few hundred Jatinders and a few hundred Rashpals and a few hundred Johns and Sarahs. Um, <coughs> but all of that, when put together, has a compounding effect that this feels super personalized and then <clears throat> then with the strategy or the tactics of you know clever automation it's amazing how how much of a strong um, 
effect that has on the campaign results. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's just like you said, what you're sharing there about the 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 automation. I mean, we're moving now into this space where you know the autom- automation, the advanced computer learning, AI. They call they they're referring, but AI is way advanced than that. But it's advanced computing, right? Which is yeah. able to be used in creating like workflows and flows on how that those touch points take place. And That's it's what, what something you said is very important is um, like the human element, the human touch points are very important as well. Well, if you are going to create an automation, that's good. But where are the human touch points? Because that's essentially what it is. I mean, it's like you say, you don't want to feel like just a number, but what can be done and, you know, put into place where you actually do talk to the to, to the actual human. So, and, and video encourages that. We know that video, you know, you, you get that feeling anyway, but then the call to action would be, give us a call. Well, one of our people will speak to you, answer any questions that we haven't answered already. Um, so, yeah, so on, on like, you know, as you were sharing all of that, something earlier on that you said about how you create the analog- analogies or how, the different supermarket, the bar, the whole so that's such a that's such a really good um, you know insight into how you're um, where you're putting your content out there, right? Because that's quite important. Is you know you've identified your audience, you've seen what their pain points are. Now you've also identified where are they hanging up? Like where do we actually need to go for this solution to be presented to the people with those problems? And the supermarket analogy is quite good. I mean. It's, it's good for people to know that because you could be on a different platform, but why are you on that platform, right? Yeah. What are you trying to do on that platform? Because a lot of people, unfortunately, do just create content, put it out there. You get someone who's just randomly open up their phone, they're in that gym and they're just jogging away on the running machine. You're like, I don't want to see you exercise. <laughs> What's the point of that? Unless, unless it was designed to be for that person. But you know what I mean? Like there's some content out there which has got no meaning, no thought behind it. It's just person venting or frustrated or getting something out there, which is, you know, something to be careful of. I mean, we're not saying there's not a place for that kind of stuff, but it's, you know, does it fit in your marketing? You've got to be conscious of everything. When you go out networking, you don't go in, you know, a pair of shorts and, you know, just a t-shirt. You go dressed to network, you know, in a suit or smart casual, depending on your style and your, what your flavor is, but it's, it's still in context. So if you're putting content out online, it should be in line with your brand. You know, your what's your tone of voice? What your brand guides? What should you be saying? What shouldn't you be saying? And um, yeah, you know, this is all really valuable stuff to make sure that you attract the right people to your brand and disqualify the wrong people as well. You know, from a recruitment point of view, it's huge. Um, we make a lot of brand films for recruitment and it, it's incredible. The kind of overview or the sentiment back is, well, we're getting less candidates applying. And you would think that's a negative, but when they realize actually the quality of candidates that are applying are much higher. So that's a huge improvement because then down the line, there's going to be less churn in the business. Mm-hmm. So quite often people don't understand why, why do I need a film? Why do I need a video for HR recruitment? But when you explain the reason, and, you know, we, we work with first the bus and train company, 17,000 employees up and down the country um, in, in the UK, <coughs> in the US, they're a much bigger business, but here, and their churn rate is quite high. So the value of, you know, getting content out there to attract the right kind of people to show what that business feels like, looks like, straight away, disqualify the wrong people, qualify mm-hmm. the right people. 
well. And then as they join the business, there's induction content. They can understand what what the, what, what it means or what the values of that business uh, mean. And then once you pass the induction uh, part, then there's ongoing engagement. Uh, so you know, video can play such a powerful role in helping somebody on their journey when when joining a new company. Yeah, and that's so important that that whole filter filterization process. It's like that thing we said about you know um, online. It has, does have that kind of uh, binary element because if someone lands on a landing page, let's just say, if that headline doesn't resonate with them, they might not go any further same with video right if that initial bit doesn't resonate with the right type of person they'll be like okay this might not be for me so they move on so we get rid of all the junk in a way not junk but people who are not relevant for that situation or scenario right and, and then the people who resonate for that message if done properly as you were explaining before then obviously they're drawn towards it you, you you're building that initial connection to build a deeper rapport with them so that you can actually get them and say these are the right type of people and as you said, it's so, so important because a lot of people think they need the numbers. I mean, how many people have like massive followings on the social media platforms? But when you look at the conversion rates on the percentage of people that actually click through, it's crazy. I'll give you a stat here. Yeah? We did this a couple of years ago. We worked with an uh, email marketing company. They're, they're one of the biggest um, buyers and sellers of databases in the UK. And uh, they did a mail out for us. They did a mail out to like a million people, right? So this is like a cold email went out to a million people. Right. Any ideas like what kind of numbers get came through? Um, average open rate. If they're getting twenty percent, that's really good. And if they're getting uh, uh, a click through rate of around, I'm thinking two percent, one point five percent, they're doing pretty good. We pretty pretty much nailed it. I mean, this is this is how we come up with industry averages, right? Because these companies that do the data, they're putting out to a million. They're then tracking the re the numbers and stuff to see how many people opened it. How many yeah. people read the message? How many people clicked through? And I think it was something like, you know, 300 people opened it, right? Yeah. There was like 30 people actually clicked through, right? There was like, there, it, was, it, it was a cold call email, right? But wow. basically the numbers at the end worked out to about that 1% to 3% kind of uh, as how, you know, who bought the end product. I can't remember what the product was actually, but it was because we did this several years ago. But that's, okay. that's how people determine industry averages. So when you look at somebody who's got massive, following on YouTube or Twitter and stuff, if you look at the numbers that actually click through, it might not make sense. And people might not understand and they think the more they got as a conversion, it's probably, it can work out better, but if they're not the right type of people, yeah. you know, you, you can do just as well with a hundred people as you with a thousands of people, if the right people are in your kind of pipeline. There's only, I mean, I, I, I strongly believe I'd rather have a thousand true fans rather than a hundred thousand people that just, so you know the, the difference is there and, and and you know marketing gurus like seth godin and, and other people like that you know swear by this and <coughs> and and um it's it's been it's proved successful for us you know if if there's not a fit if you don't if, if we don't align if we're great with each other it's probably better that we don't connect and you know we, we just keep our distance but if if there's a fit if if, if the even if there's not a need, but the synergy is there, then, you know, let's keep in touch. That's the kind of approach we have. And um, that relationship is, for me, the most important part. Mm -hmm. um, trying to sell somebody, trying to sell something to somebody is not for me. I would rather educate them. And when the time is right, they'll buy from me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that, that's what it is. It's, that's what, at the end of the day, what we're referring to as, 
you know, digital rapport. You're building that connection with people just as you would in a networking event. You're getting to know people. And if there's something you can help people with, then obviously, you know, if they've got that communication, they, they're naturally going to gravitate towards you because they know you're authentic, you're being helpful, you, you can actually help them. So, um, yeah, so you're going to say? Yeah, I'm going to say we've got no ulterior motive. If, if somebody wants just some help and advice, like I said, we've got free um, uh, ebooks that people can download. They can, you know, get in touch with you or, or share my details on your podcast. <coughs> and I'll no, be... go for it. I was going to say the next yeah. week, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what do you what do you need? To, yeah, need just to... um, uh, jump jump onto the website or drop me an email. It's uh, rashpal at boxmedia.tv, and, and just say you know what's the problem. Even if you don't want to tell me a problem, that's absolutely fine. Just say you want the ebook. I'll have, I'll be delighted to share it with you. And if you've got any questions about that, how to use it, how to implement it, we're not even precious that we need to implement that. If you can implement it yourself, happy days. Get on with it, and I, I wish you lots of success. Absolutely, man. And Rashal, you know what? On that note, I think we're going to sign out because I know we're a bit tight on time schedules today. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and information. Hope to do it again sometime soon. Um, so thank you very much. Once again, thanks for having me. And I'd be delighted to come again. Just you know, drop me an email or give us a shout. I'd be delighted to jump on another call with you. Thank you. And there you go, folks. Another Digital Pro podcast. I'm Jatina Pala signing out. Until the next one. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Digital Rapport podcast. If you have any questions or would like to find out more about starting, scaling or automating your business online, then get in touch and connect via www.digital-rapport.com.